0: hello everyone welcome to the make it known with mal community you're listening to make it known with mal i'm super happy that you're joining us i'm mallory a graduate student jesus loving liberty loving world traveling girly girl with a passion for people i believe everyone has a unique and interesting story that has a message to help someone else so have a conversation with me and make yours known Welcome to Make It Known with Mal, um, this is Mal speaking, <laughs> and today I have a very special guest. She is uh, one of my closest friends um, here at my grad school, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about two topics, um, mental health and about giving back and the importance of that. Um, so yeah, so everyone, this is Erin, studio audience, clap it up, ha, 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 there's no studio audience. Okay. Hey y'all. <laughs> I'm Erin. So, yeah, Erin, tell us a little about yourself, like who you are, what you do, and like why I asked you to do this. Yeah. So, um, I go <laughs> to, and co- I don't want to cut anything, so, um, yeah, every little blooper, I don't want to, also, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how to cut anything, so. Yeah. Every part will be in there. Okay, go this ahead. This will be really real, but I'm in the counseling <laughs> program, marriage and family, where, at my school, And I really feel like parents and the marital couple situation is really gonna help us become better people because if parents can parent better, then kids will grow up better and we'll have better adults and we'll all be happy. And um, I think my main message today is um, the importance of mental health and why that is just as important as Getting our teeth checked and getting our physical health, you know, updated and checked and all good, and giving back and caring about the people that we have around us while we still have them alive. Oh, that was good. Ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you is what actually got you interested in mental health? Ooh. I actually kind of just fell into it because my big passion was people. Ooh. My big passion was people, and um, yeah, <laughs> and um, I just liked being and helping people be better and improve and you know grow in life. So once I started going to college, and wanted to pick a major. Um, going into psychology really intrigued me because it's all about how people think and if you can get into their mind you can better help them hmm. that's a good point um i never really thought of that because i feel like at least where i grew up we don't really talk about we didn't really talk about mental health stuff um i feel like you might have if someone was homeless re- realistically if someone was homeless People will make a comment about, oh, that person probably has some mental health issues. But you wouldn't really talk about how they got that way or, like, what that issue could be. So, you just, growing up, I feel like you just didn't really talk about mental health. Um, and I really liked what you said about it being important to be better people. And I think, honestly, like, that has a lot to do with some of the issues that we have from, um, I'll wait to do other controversial episodes,
1: but yes. a lot of the <laughs> a, lot of,
0: <laughs> a lot of the issues we have, I think, um, come from not taking proper care of ourselves mentally. Because yes. it's not as in, people don't see it as important. They don't. And I think a lot of that comes from in our society, mental health was like always associated with being crazy. If you had just a little bit of anxiety, which is normal, or a little bit of depression, which is also normal, um, people didn't really want to own that because then they had this stigma and this label placed on them, and that's embarrassing, even if you know it's normal to have those feelings and those symptoms. Yeah, and I like also too what you're saying about it's normal because I do think when um, there's been times where I've been like extra sad and, you know, I guess you would say the word depressed uh, or even just the fact that I just said depressed like that. Like it should just, yeah, I was in a moment of depression and um, it's, you just feel like you're like by yourself. Like you don't feel like there's anyone else who, um, because you just don't really talk about it. I think our generation now talks about it a lot more. Um, especially, you know, Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, but when we were younger, like when I was in college, like at, during those years, like I definitely, like undergrad college, <laughs> um, during those <laughs> years, I definitely felt incredibly alone. Yes. And I think a lot of people, when they say it sometimes, they say it in a joking way, which kind of takes the seriousness out of it a little bit when you actually are feeling that way. Yeah. I totally would do that like I might and you know what this is just a side note It reminds me of this thing too like um, on Twitter people oh um, okay I guess I'll just use this this is an example of what I think is kind of sad and like um, I don't know if it's something like I think there is room for humor but I also sometimes I'm like is this also a cry for help so um, I'm not taking away from the issue, even though I will talk about this issue um, in later episodes, or maybe even before. I'm not 100% sure the order I'm putting these out. But when the um, issue of the abortion was going on, there was this meme, and it was like um, pro-life person, uh, what would you do if your mom aborted you? And then it was like um, pro-choice person that said, I wish she had. And like tiny things like that that's the first one that came to my mind just because that was i feel like that was the most recent one i've seen um and like you know let take away the side that they're trivializing something as um terrible as abortion but you just think about like that joking part of i wish she had like we joke a lot about like on twitter i feel like there's so many jokes like dark jokes like that and like you know sometimes they're funny but then sometimes it's kind of like like i have friends that i follow and sometimes i'm like are they crying out for help should i message them like 'Cause we do kinda make it like this jokey like, ah ha ha, ha. like I'm really sad. I yeah. My but I broke my nail, I'm so depressed. Yeah, yeah. When I think that some people really are crying for help, but it's just masked by like these like I wish she I wish she had and then like that person's sharing and they're like, Man, I really do you know, and I don't think we know really, um, especially like within ourselves and with our friends, I don't think we know whether someone's being, or, like, the seriousness of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think what will help with that is if we all work to look at mental health, like, physical health, so if someone is having a heart problem, then that is taken as serious, because that's a heart problem. Mental health should be the same way, so if someone is saying something, like, I'm anxious, or I feel depressed, or, you know, I have insomnia, that should be, like, a serious take it seriously, and people shouldn't just throw it around just for the sake of it. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I feel like sometimes people really do throw it around. Um, and I think that also... But at the same time, I also think, well, you can't really tell someone how they really feel, but I don't know. like it's, it's a really tough thing, and I think, like you said, we should take it seriously. And I think when we're always joking and laughing about it, it doesn't give us time to really think critically about X, Y, and Z. It we're just joking and laughing, then we just move on. Yep. It's very true. It's kind of sad. But it it's is. true. Yeah. Um, so why do you think we struggle, or why do, what is, yeah, why do you think we struggle with mental health, specifically in college? I should have preferenced in college, why do you think we struggle with mental health? That was a weird way to word that. Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I think... Um, college is a huge transition for everyone, regardless of if you leave home or if you don't. It's still a big change. It's a big shift. You're now an adult. You don't have to go to class. You can choose what classes you take, and you have a whole lot more freedom. So that's where I think a lot of like the anxiety issues and the depression issues come from college students and um, when you're going through that um, it's hard to like sit back and reflect and be aware that that is what's going on and instead of it being another issue like oh you know I just ate something bad so I'm just staying in my room all day or um, I've been in my room for three days straight. It's nothing serious. I just have all this homework. Like, no, that could be something more serious that yeah. you need to talk out and, you know, get checked out. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, I do think college is, um, it's a trying time for a lot of people. I know that myself and a lot of my friends Um, that's when we really uh, had our experiences with um, feeling depressed and anxious because like before, like you said, like it's a huge transition. Um, So what are some practical tips you think we could do, um, those of us in college and those of us young adults specifically? um, Just because like my target audience, I mean anybody is welcome to listen, but my target audience is primarily like, young adults, um, college students. What is something that we could do practically to help us maybe keep us on track or like to help us get out of funks and things like that? Yeah, so I think it's really important to take time to be outside. Being out mm-hmm. in nature, getting vitamin D from the sun helps with your mental health and it also gives you a break from the workload and you know fresh air is just great for everybody so you know take time to go outside um, another thing is talk and be honest with the people that you have around you yes you should be selective and not give your business to everybody <laughs> but people that are like trusted like your close friends from high school or your family or your mom your dad whoever Talk to them and be transparent with them if you're really going through something. And don't be afraid to go to counseling. I know a lot of schools, they have free counseling that you pay for with your tuition, so you wanna take advantage of that. So go for it and don't be ashamed to take advantage of those resources. Yeah, that's, I think the last part too is really important. Um, The people that are doing the counseling They either are – the ones that my undergrad were, like, trained professionals and the ones here, my graduate, are in school for it. So um, either way, you're getting um, people who, A, want to help, and B, who know what they're talking about. Um, And I'm not knocking talking to friends, but I will say, like, if you're struggling between the two and stuff like that, Sometimes your friends are in the same situation as you, so it would be hard. Like, if we're both drowning, like <laughs> <laughs> how are we really going to help each other? So I do think talking to, like, a non-biased or un- unbiased third party is, like, incredibly important. Yes. But Oh, go but ahead. Yeah, but usually people's first step isn't to say, like, oh, my God, I need to go find a counselor. Yep. They just will isolate. So instead of, you know isolating and being on your own and keeping it to yourself, reach out to somebody and then take the next step to go to a counselor or whoever else that next step is. If it's your pastor, somebody. Great transition into my next question. You said pastor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So let's talk about mental health and the church. Um, Let's do it. (laughs) Why do you think, uh, or what are, no, I guess I'll start with this. Why do you think, um, in a lot of Christian circles, it seems to be difficult to talk about mental health? And it seems to be difficult to have, like, an honest conversation with, like, um, specifically in the older generations. And I really mean the older generations because I do feel like our generation has really changed a lot. Like, I don't really hear, it's not as strange to have talked to a therapist once or twice for our age. It's not as strange to have to admit, yeah, I was depressed. Um, I was a little depressed during this season or like, oh, actually, when people do this, it makes me anxious. Like it's not as taboo to say that amongst our age, but like older generations and like um, people who are probably our leaders in the church, it's very difficult for them to understand and to grasp um, mental health. And why do you think that is? Yeah, I think it's related to kind of what I was saying earlier with the stigma and everything where they see it as this crazy thing that um, only Jesus can heal. So instead of going to another common man, you, you need to pray about it and he'll take away all your symptoms where prayer does help. I'm not knocking prayer, I'm not knocking going to service, I'm not knocking anything else that you do, it's just therapy and counseling can be another way for you to work through that. Like if you had diabetes, yes you can pray that the diabetes will go away, but you can also take your insulin and go check your levels and all of that type of stuff too. that makes sense? Yes, it does. Um. And also, too, I just thought of this. Like, who are we to say that um, counseling is not another way that God has, another route God has given us um, to help us heal? Like, God, counseling is something that God has taught us. It's something that I mean, and I guess even it, when you think about it, um, when the, in the Bible you have to be held accountable. Like, um, when you sin, they say go talk to someone who's held who will keep you accountable and things like that. And like, that's kind of counseling. Um, More or less. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of, <laughs> kind of, sort of depends on the counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was just, <laughs> <laughs> well, that Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Cause, <laughs> well, here's another thing, like different counselors. We all have our own way of being a counselor because we're all people. So you have your different personalities and your different way of helping people. So, some people ask more questions some people won't some people will be a lot more direct with their feedback some people will kind of hang back and let you figure it out so you just got to find the right one for you yeah like finding a church finding like a physical doctor you have to do what's best for you mm-hmm. so yeah um advice for people who are interested in doing that as well yeah Um, you should definitely go for it because we do need marriage and family counselors out here but it's not what you see on TV Um, it's very hard because you have to remember that you're a human being and you're gonna have your own personal reactions to everything that's going on so you have to be able to find a way to kind of close that off so you can let your client, the couple, do what they gotta do, whether they're gonna end up staying together or breaking up. So being okay with they're not going in the direction or meeting the goals that I want them to make, you gotta be okay with that. And um, don't be afraid to go have your own personal counselor because sometimes you just need to hash things out and it's not good to hold all that in. I mean, I, I think I heard or read somewhere that like every therapist has a therapist because they're a therapist. Yeah, every smart <laughs> therapist has a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's good. I just thought of this other thing too. So you want to help the parents or the kids? I just both. I want to help it all. Okay, so this is just something I was not even in my notes, um, oh, but I just thought of this. So hopefully, someone listening, this can affect you. What is some advice you would give to someone whose parents are going through counseling right now and because of some rockiness in their marriage or, um, like, the kids? Like, what is some things? because I feel like we talk a lot about, um, just in general, like, oh, the couple should be doing X, Y, and Z, but, like, sometimes the kids are really hurting. And I – correct me if I'm wrong, but usually – when parents get divorced, like, the parents go through marriage counseling before they get divorced or whatever, and the kids don't do anything, really. They don't really get counseling. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you, is there any advice or, like, something, Um, I don't know. Well. Just think and what speak. A- <laughs> <laughs> what age group are we talking? Um, I guess any age group. I guess from birth to 25, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what are, I, I don't know what I'm asking. I'm just. Thinking about them, like, that's difficult. Like, I can imagine. Like, no matter how old you are, I remember I had a teacher. She, in high school, and her um, parents got a divorce right before her finals one year. And she said she was a wreck. She didn't even, like, complete her finals. or It was just, it, uh, her college finals. um, Let me be specific, college. So, um, I just feel like no matter what age you are, it's very... It can be traumatized. It can be, like, detrimental. Like, it can really affect you. Yes. So, I guess just some things that um, maybe, I don't know what I'm asking. Yeah. Just talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whatever popped in your head, just say Yeah. It. <laughs> well, I think the number one thing is to remember that it's not your fault. So, conveying it to a seven-year-old is going to be different than talking to a 21-year-old. Because no matter how your parents are breaking up, it's not because of you, And um, hopefully it'll work out to where you'll still have your relationships with both parents and one won't, you know, drop out and leave. But the breakup is not because of you as the child. It's because of some breakdown in the relationship. That's the most important thing. And I think outside of that, um, yeah. Can't really think of anything else, cause that's like that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. I just it popped in my head, so I felt like I should at least say something about it. But yeah, I guess remembering um, the fact that it's not your fault, cause I do. I, I mean, my parents are together. Um, but I know that when anything happens as a kid, I remember I accidentally knocked over the Christmas tree one year. <laughs> Which I mean, no. <laughs> which is a testament to my clumsiness. Um, but I legitimately knocked over the Christmas tree one year, and I just felt terrible. And I was just—I mean, I just felt like Christmas was ruined, and it didn't even make sense because, like, a few minutes later, my dad just like picked it right back up. But like, I just felt terrible. Like, I don't know why. It just really hit me, and um, and it's illogical. But like, I'm just—I mean, I'm not trivializing a um parent's divorce, but I'm just thinking about like. For me, tiny things like that, I would just get really, you know, I'd feel terrible that it was my fault. And, you know, not from Christmas tree, was my fault. But, like, something as small as that, I can't imagine, like, feeling that way about something as big as a divorce. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because your whole, the whole family structure is changing because, you know, somebody's got to move out in most cases. And then on top of that, now you have to split your time between... Um, Your parents, and some parents handle it well, and they speak highly of the other one in the kid's presence. Some don't, and some talk mess about the other parent, and that makes the kid feel caught in the middle. Especially if there aren't other siblings, it's even worse. Oh yeah, dang, that is really sad. (laughs) And I think another thing—I mean, this is a very controversial statement, but I'm going to say it. Um, Statistically kids that grow up in a two-parent household do significantly better. Like, it is in everyone's best interest to have a family, a two-parent nuclear family. Like, that is in everyone's best interest. Everyone, um, and, you know, this is also another controversial thing, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, There was a study that was done that was, um, it was saying that a lot of the school shooters, and I'm not saying that just because, well, let me finish saying it. A lot of the school shooters grew up without fathers, and I'm not saying just because you grew up without a father that you're going to be a school shooter. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's just like a correlation that they saw. Correlation does not necessarily mean causation, nope. but I'm just saying this is just something that was shown that statistically um, it's better for society to have two parents. Like, God created it that way. God, um, wanted us to have wanted you to have a partner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just <laughs> wrap it up with that. Y'all, wanted you to have a partner. Yes, but to your point, okay. um that's why we need to pick better partners so mm-hmm. that when we come together and start having children that there's not uneasiness and and shakiness in the relationship and then you bring the kids into it and now we don't like each other no more or we hate each other and now we got to break up and we still have to deal with each other because neither of the kids are 18 yet so we gotta pick better people we gotta be better people we gotta raise better people Mm -hmm that'll just make all our problems go away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with that because, um, and I, what you said too about picking better people, I think a lot of times, especially in our generation with the whole hookup culture and, you know, I'm not perfect, um, cannot say that I'm perfect, but I do think, and I can say that I've fallen into a lot of traps. Um, I do think though that, you have to get out of this mindset of oh I just love this person me and this person we just love each other gosh love is just so great we love you each- now that's awesome and amazing and that's how it should be for sure but there's like a step after that because if you're going to have a family you need more than just love like if you want to have a family you guys need to have more in common than you love each other and you go to the same school you know like there's so much more to it and I think that When we go and we make these decisions to start a family with someone, um, a lot of times we're not really considering that. And to your other point, um, you said to be with someone better and to be someone better. I think that's another thing, too. I think we forget that, you know, sometimes we're the problem. Now, you know, I like to say I have never made a mistake (laughs) a day in my life. But realistically, when I look back on my relationships, I, there were times where I can say, you know what, maybe I was the problem, I was the goof, so we are working on being better, and we're working on being better, finding better people, we can definitely make a nuclear marriage family better, and when we're thriving, when the families are intact, when they're thriving, our society can thrive better as a whole. Are there exceptions to the rules? Absolutely. I mean, there's people who grew up with both their parents who were... Tremendously loved and who were, um, who just had it all, rich, blah, 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 and they turn out to be terrible people that are sitting in jail or on death row. Yes, absolutely. But for the majority of society, for the majority of people, um, having that strong nuclear family can make the world of a difference. Yes. Okay, so we are going to transition yeah. to the next topic. But first, a word from our sponsor. Okay, I'm our sponsor. <laughs> and um, so I have two options. If you are really interested in supporting the podcast, um, there's two ways to do it. You can become a Patreon. And a Patreon is just someone who pays monthly $5 or monthly $10. You There are a lot of um, cool things that you get. Um, being a Patreon, um, and if you go to... The website that'll be in the description. I don't know why I just pointed down when I said that. Um, the website in the description, um, you'll be able to look at all the options. But that will just be very beneficial. I have a lot of goals, dreams, and plans for the podcast. Um, so helping sponsor it, becoming a Patreon would like be magnificent. The other way is to buy some merch. Um, I will also have the link of how to get some cute merch in the description box. Um, I have mugs, stickers, sweatshirts, um, t-shirts, phone cases, just about anything you can think of um, on the website. And all you do is just click there and order it, and um, you'll get it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Now back to the regularly scheduled programming. All right, Erin. <laughs> thank you for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so next I want to transition to um something that's really cool that you do. And um, yeah. So <laughs> transitioning to um your I guess service. The nonprofit. Nonprofit. The nonprofit. Huh. Yes. So tell us about it, what it is what you do, why you do it, and just give us the whole full shebang. Okay, so I have a non that I started a few years ago. It's called Constant Christmas, and it came about because kind of like what I've been saying this whole episode, um, we just need to be better people. We need to take care of each other more, and I noticed from different um and we're going to take a quick break. You going to study? Okay. I think we're back. Oh, we're back. Okay. Did Are we back? That, ooh. Okay. We're back. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> and you know, that's what happens when it's a kind of sort of not really live show. Um, just crazy. <laughs> ah, crazy things happen. Um, I and I want to keep it, because I do want this to be like, hey, you're hanging out with me in my living room. Um, that's the feel I wanted to have. So I'm going to keep it all in. Um, Anywho, Erin, what was the last, last thing you were saying? I don't, but I'll start all, all that's over. That's fine. I don't remember where I stopped. It is okay. So um, my non Constant Christmas, is dedicated to help people um, or encourage people to reach out to other people around you, whether you know them or not, because, you know, we're all on this great big earth together. we got to help each other out. Um, Amen. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Even with a word of encouragement, if somebody needs a blanket, if they're cold, if, you know, they just need somebody to sit with them because, you know, they're lonely and they haven't really had anyone to talk to in a bit. These are all things that we could do year-round that um, will help all of us, you know, feel better and will feel great as the donor, I guess is what the word would be, Um, because, you know, giving is great, and the person that's the recipient um, will feel joyous and ecstatic at the same time (laughs) because, you know, you're giving them something that they really needed and um the reason why it's called constant Christmas is because during the holidays, like Thanksgiving to like right after Christmas, people are upping the giving extra charities, ringing the door or the bells in front of Walmart and all that good stuff, donating to charities, giving out food, which is all great. but we should do that all year round because the people that were' helping during the holiday seasons, they need that help in July and August and October, too, you know? So we got to keep that energy up and help everyone around us. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of constant Christmas. Um, when she told me about that, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so great. Let me know. Because I thought about doing something similar to that because um, my mom, she uh, works for a nonprofit type thing. I don't give too much of her business out. But um, and she has mentioned before, like, I've talked to her about this stuff because um, I am interested in, like, nonprofit work, and um, I just – I feel like my role in society is to help people. And she mentioned how during, like, October through December, people – they get so – the bulk of the stuff. People are just giving, 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 donating. But it's, you know, toward, like, April and May and June where it starts to slow down and people – that's when people are needing things and they don't really necessarily have it at their um, organization. Well, or they ha- or they have it. It's just at that point, it's like very low in stock, um, and that makes sense. And I and you know also too that I'm thinking about. So we're we'll, we're recording this in November, um, and this won't come out till February. Um, and I'm thinking about it's about to get really cold here. And realistically, between now. I mean churches are doing it like um, our church is having like a, a drive for like different winter items um, you know Salvation armies are doing it uh, shelters are doing it doing drives and stuff but the thing is it's cold now for sure but it's gonna be way colder in January and February and are they gonna be getting enough stuff in November and December to last them because they're gonna get a lot of stuff in November and December no matter what they're gonna get a lot of stuff but it's gonna be enough stuff to last them January and February if not, I think specifically Christians, this is where we come in and we pick up the slack. We pick up, let's see, We this organization needs X, Y, and Z. We need to do this, this, and that. Um, and then also, too, to your point about even giving a smile, I know for me, like December, like cold months, I am just, I don't like the cold, and it affects my mood, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do I just feel worse, and, like, you know, an extra smile here or there definitely will make me feel better. Uh, It'll um, make everybody feel better, or even, like, you're doing a great job. You see a mom struggling on the airplane with her two babies, just telling her she's doing great. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know what, that's a good point, too. And, like, um, and I think we forget tiny things like that could also be a way of giving to people. Like, If you see a mom um, struggling – Maybe even um, so. Like I remember, there was this lady on this. Um, I was taking a bus home from maybe undergrad or somewhere, or was it even the train? Am I even the train? I think I was taking the train home, and we were to get on the train. It's you had to kind of like climb like this thing, and she had a kid on her hip and a kid in her hand, and she had a, a, a suitcase, and then she had one of those little baby things. I remember watching her like who that she's struggling and i was like oh wait i should like help i'm just sitting there watching <laughs> and i think we forget we can do that type of things like we don't have to sit there and feel bad for something like oh thank god i oh wait no let me do something my hands are empty let me help her okay. so like i grabbed um her little baby carrier thing i forgot what those are called you know what I'm talking yeah about? i know what you're talking about though yeah yeah but you do make a good point, but you also want to be careful about how you approach somebody, especially like a mom. That's like true, too. <laughs> if you're a woman, like approaching another woman is usually going to fare better than a man coming up and saying, hey, let me help you carry da 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 I mean, that's a good point, too. Also being aware of your surroundings. So, like, even, so, like, yeah, if you're a husband and you, you're there with your wife, the woman struggling, maybe as a husband, you can tell your wife, hey, see that person? Like, help her out. Something like that. Yeah. Like, being aware of um, your things. Because also, too, that me grabbing her baby thing probably would not have worked in some realistically in some northern states because they wouldn't have, they would have thought I was like Trying taking to take it. the baby? Yeah. Or like, trying to take the baby carrier thing. Um, when like in some other like southern states like in you know north carolina virginia georgia Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) that's just what we do we see somewhat like there's just southern hospitality yes (laughs) (laughs) but like i i can understand like um in another state um someone's struggling yeah so i would always ask say hey would you like some help or can i help you yeah so you know they have the you know ability to check you out and say yes no so that way you know you're not pushing you're the not help people on them yes yeah I mean we were talking about earlier before we um, recorded this episode about how times have really changed and you gotta really really to have to be really careful and I don't want to get on that tangent because that could be a whole nother episode show sure can um <laughs> but that's just something that um you know everyone just be cognizant. Are help oh another side no you didn't say this but um i just thought of this too another thing that i cannot stand that i think we all should work on is when you're helping people and then you take a picture of it and then you go oh look i helped this homeless man and it's like why would you like his family might not know he's homeless or like maybe his job doesn't know he's homeless like i i just can't stand that like when people help people and they take a nice fun picture and and like oh god I can't yeah like, that's not a good thing to do, only because if you, the situation was reversed and you were sitting out on the street holding up a sign, would you want that selfie all over the internet? No, you would not. <laughs> now, what I do think, because, um, okay, here's the other thing, too. Um, when you're, if you want to, because I know some people are like, Well, I want to encourage people. I'm not bragging about it. And, you know, some people generally are. What I do think in that situation is maybe you can take a picture of your shoe or take a picture of the area without that person in there and then write your post. And also, too, if you are really trying not to make it about you, look at the words you're writing in the post. If it's I, 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 me, 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 I, 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 then maybe it's not really about you. If it's I saw this homeless man on the street and we've got to do better as a society i really feel as if we should do x y and z contact your congressman i don't know i'm just throwing that out there right. if it's something like that okay that's different but like if you're here's a selfie look at me i just helped this poor man and if i had not given him this sandwich like who knows what his life would be like like that i'm just so i, I can't stand that like and honestly i've commented on a few people i don't do that anymore but before in the past i have commented on people's posts, Because, like, that's just, that's humiliating for someone in that situation. And also, too, like, the point of service isn't necessarily to brag and tell everybody. It's to make society better. <laughs> yes. It's supposed to come from a good and kind and genuine place, or else it's worth um, just as much as giving somebody an insult. So, you know, coming from a genuine place is also an important part of all of this. Yeah, I mean, that's another good point, too. Um, now, are you going to feel better about yourself after you do service? Absolutely. That's just yeah, part it of it. comes with the territory. Right, it comes with the territory. But that should not be, like, your only reason. That should not be your main motivation. Another side, no, I'm just thinking of it. I'm thinking of a bunch of things. You can keep talking <laughs> more in a second. But another thing I can't stand is um, if you are helping – I'll just use kids for example. There's a lot of people who volunteer to help kids that don't like kids. If you don't like kids, don't volunteer to help kids. Like kids, just gonna be kids. Like you're gonna—that's not fair to the kids. (laughs) And like I get, you know, wanting to um, give back, but there's so many different options, so many different ways you can. You don't have to actually like if you don't like working with kids, don't be with kids because, I mean, you're not gonna be able to put—you're not gonna put as much effort, and it's not fair to the kids. Yes. Um, because you can give back by, like, if you're an artist, you can draw paintings and give people art. If you are good at math, you can find some nonprofit out there that needs help with their taxes or anything mathematical, and you can help them there. If you're good at singing, there are plenty of places that you can just go out and sing, and, you know, that'll Nursing brighten people's that. days. Exactly. Um there are m- plenty of things that you can do that uses your gifts and what you actually enjoy that you can use to spread positivity in this world and it doesn't have to be the stereotypical going to help out kids or um, anything like that yeah another thing um, that I think is' like I really like what you said sorry <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> one thing <that> I really <laughs> like what you Show don't us. know how to edit. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one thing I really like what you said is using your gifts That um, is super important because we all have different gifts and, like, you know, bringing it back to God just because we're Christians and that's just what I do. Um, God has given us all gifts and we're all part of one body. So just because you're not a hand doesn't mean you can't help. If you're a foot, you can do other things as well. So if you're finding finding what your gift is and finding a place for your gift is incredibly important, I especially, like, at our age, like, once you turn 18, like, I really do think you, well, we're not 18, let me back up, <laughs> after you turn 18, um, at the young adult age, like, so older than that as well, I think it's super important to have some sort of way to give back, to be doing something, like, can't just, especially if you're a Christian, more specifically if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, you know that's between you and God, what you do, but like if you are a Christian, I really think it's part of I mean, I don't think it, it is biblically it is part of your um, part of what God wants you to do in your life is to give back and it is to do certain things, different things to help people and God has given us all gifts and talents you just have to figure out what is yours and what you could do best, and you don't have to worry about what Sally and bob's talents are because that's just not your talent and if they do something that you like um and if it's not your thing then it's just not your thing that's just i mean yep. that's just how yep. it is staying in your own lane is also really important really important too yes <sighs> <But> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay in that lane <laughs> we're doing a lot of laughing but that's okay we are. we're yeah. friends yeah um, i don't know how to Back to <laughs> Constant Christmas. So, yeah, talk more about that. Like, what can we do to help your organization? Yeah, so for 2020, this is what, early 2020 at this point, but um, we're doing a card campaign where, because everybody enjoys getting Christmas cards in the mail. So, I'm going to be sending them out to random people um, all year long. I am so excited about this. So, if you know anyone that um, would benefit from having a Christmas card sent to them with words of encouragement on the inside. You can um, send that over to the email address, giveyearround at gmail.com. It will, sorry, it'll also be um, in the description, just uh, and also in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: but still, keep going. Yeah, or DM me on Instagram or Twitter give you rounds for both of them, and we can definitely help you out and send those words of encouragement to your people. Um, we also work a lot with um, Operation Christmas Child Every Christmas. We're doing that this year, and we're gonna do it during 2020 as well, so that's exciting. I encourage everybody to, you know, Get a group together. You can send cards out on your own. You can collect things on your own e- with your friends, with your church, with your sorority, with your frat. This can happen anywhere. You don't necessarily have to plug into something that's already happening. So, yeah, these are all good things. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said just now. Uh, you don't have to plug into something that's already happening. Cause I, I have a. Punch of ideas, and we've talked about them, like a lot yeah. of things that I want to do, um, and that's just, you know, that's just now, um, and sometimes I'm like, well, you know what, let me just wait to see if there's another organization that's doing it, but you know what, so what if there is? Maybe you're doing it a little differently. Maybe you are, or you can even be reaching a different demographic than that they are actually reaching, so I think that's also really good, too, um, not just waiting to around to see if there's already another organization that does it. Now if you do a quick Google search and like six come up, okay, maybe partner with them. But like yeah. you know, if you hadn't heard of it, if this is some brand new idea or something, why not you start it? Why not you do it? Why not you get a group together? Even if you do find this organization, why don't you still get a group together and you guys can get to that organization. I'm thinking one of the things I'm thinking of is um collecting uh sanitary napkins, also known as pads. My grandmother used to call them sanitary napkins. <laughs> um Feminine products. Feminine products, yeah, because you know some people wear tampons. Um, yep. <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> um, so that is something that um, shelters, women's shelters, are always needing. There is never a time they do not need those, and it. I always like I knew like you know that like oh of course they're going to need them, but you, it. We're so blessed if we need it, we just go up the street or we just at or if we need it right away hey, friend beside us, you have some in your purse? And nine times out of ten, they have some in their purse. Like Always carry extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that. One time I was at the gym, and I, I needed one, and, like, literally could not find one. They did not have one of those things in the bathroom that you put the corner, could not find oh, one. And I was no. at the gym, yeah. So then an older woman showed me what she would do to help herself. Um, I won't talk about that. But, um, yeah, so, like, probably something that if I learn to edit out, I should edit out. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so, but the thing is, once I got home, I could just grab one, um, because I had some here, or if I really, really needed to, I could have gone to the store and gotten some, Um, so yeah, so, all that to say, there's so many things that we could be doing, um, and you don't have to wait around to start it, start it now, start it today. You don't. Whatever day this is, you hear this, go home and think of something that some way you can help. You and your friends. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. Yes. Like, you don't have to give tangible items, even though that is, you know, helpful and everything. You could always, you know, use your words. You could, what else could you do? Give your time. <laughs> um, accept the people that you have around you. Those are all things that are valuable that us as humans need from others, that um and a lot of them are free you don't have to buy a thing yeah i like that and even like um what aaron talked about emailing that email to send it to people i mean that that costs you nothing all you gotta do is get some you don't even have to use your data for that go somewhere with wi-fi free (laughs) wi-fi mcdonald's mcdonald's (laughs) starbucks yes um what else walmart does now walmart okay walmart um target target yeah, your your neighbor with like, yep. their permission, of course. Uh, use yep. their Wi Fi, like um, school library. School li- the regular public library has free Wi Fi. Yep. So places like that, like you can um your college campus. All right, um that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all get it. Yeah, you get the point. You can find a place that has free Wi Fi, um and something like that. That's free giving um a card to people just so much we could do and there's so much we should be doing like this is like a super like I love this topic of like giving back and helping people because I just I think it's just so important and it's just once again back to making our society better like this is how loving people doing things for people is how you make people feel better it is how you it's how we can heal so many things now am I saying um, if Someone is attacking someone. If you just go up and say, I love you, and give them a hug, I'm not saying that's going to heal it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the average person, they're sad um, about X, Y, and Z, you randomly coming up and saying, hey, you're. I'm proud of you. You're doing better. I love you. I support you. That is what I'm talking about. That is loving someone. That is helping someone. That is, that is very, very important. Stressing Christianity because A, that's what I am and that's what I believe, and B, that's just what we are called to do. Yes. And if you're not a Christian, you know, obviously I'd love for you to become a Christian. Feel free to email or um, DM me or anything if you have any questions on that. But if you're not, um, I still think it's important. I do. Um, I agree. Because God is love. Yeah. You like to share about that? I feel like there's more yeah. oh, we could talk about. I just don't know what more. Okay, come on. I ahead. don't know. Well, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. I'm always putting out um, encouraging words. So if you don't, because there's so many people out here, not everybody can get a card. So I put out inspiring quotes to get us going and moving and getting us through our day, usually on Thursdays. It's called Thoughtful Thursday. So there's that and I'm putting out stats and all that good stuff to keep us in the Christmas spirit all year round. So please follow us. Yay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um and I'll put um all of her information on the Instagram, in the show notes, in the on my blog, on what else? Oh, in the description. Like I'll have all the information so you can like get connected with her and like so also too, like having an Instagram page that is encouraging. It's good to add. Because there's a lot of not encouraging things um, on Instagram these yes. days. B- so yes. if you can find someone, a page to follow that's encouraging. That can, honestly, that can um, change things. One, of th- This is another tangent, but that's fine. That's what making them with Mal is about. Tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this just aside about Instagram. I love Instagram. It's great and all. Same. Um, but it can be a little toxic. I have gotten better with it is I just unfollowed people and things that did not make me feel good about myself and then yes. in reverse I just fought, started following a bunch of random quote um yes. pages and a random page yeah a bunch of random pages with like positive stuff so if you are feeling um like Instagram is starting to like bring you down or whatever check who you're following and you know what and as bad as it sounds sometimes Sometimes the really cool girl you went to high school with that is living the life that you kind of wish you had is that person who is no longer bringing you joy when you see your picture because of things that you can admit you're working on. Because like I've said earlier, it's not always them, sometimes it's you. You might be working on some stuff and watching them does not bring you joy. Unfollowing them for a season is not wrong. Or having a whole detox from social media so that you can reconnect with yourself and find out who you are and what brings you joy and all that good stuff so that when you get onto social media, the envy and the jealousy won't be there because you'll genuinely be happy that everybody's out getting theirs because you have yours. That as well. Very good point, Erin. <laughs> Making <feed laughs> talks from Instagram is like incredibly important. I've done that numerous times. I've only done it once. And it was great. Yeah, and to be honest, <laughs> One of the big times I used to do it was Valentine's Day. Uh, um, I I'd have to do Valentine's Day because, you know, I I would never was one of those people that was like down with Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is evil. Until <laughs> I, you know, started feeling not so happy about myself and about the relationships I was in, and you know, it's a whole other episode worth of information. But sometimes if you are not really are content in your season but you're not necessarily wanting to see and i get that there is times where you are watching someone who has something that you wish you had and you are still working on yourself because you have to admit that's a you problem not their problem a you problem and you just need to not see it and that's okay as long as you you know as long as you work on that now like 10 years from now you you know you should have a little bit yeah you do have to do something yeah, just do. getting off of social media and unfo- or unfollowing isn't gonna fix all your issues no, 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 like no. you have to do some personal yeah. work like yeah going out <laughs> and finding a hobby talking to somebody doing something yeah yeah reading uh one thing that really helped me with um my issues i guess was um was getting closer to God, um, in the sense of, like, actually sitting down and reading the Bible, actually, um, praying, and when I say actually sitting down and reading the Bible, I mean, like, because um, there's times where you kind of just, like, breeze through stuff, but, like, no, sitting down, doing a devotional, learning about who God says you are, like, that's something important, too, yes. because if you don't know who God says you are, then things can happen, and you am I perfect now? Absolutely not. But I am further than I was before, and that I am grateful for. Same. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, Christmas. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Yeah, anything else you want to talk about that, I'll talk about giving, or like um, giving back to people, and any other important things you want to discuss? No. Well, I take that back. So my last note is, um, like we were saying earlier with um, Thanksgiving to Christmas being like the big donation month, Mm -hmm. if that is something that you still feel called to do rather than just focusing on that, you could make the goal to pick a month later in the year and, you know, save up all your stuff then and then donate it. So if you want to do April, if you want to do August, you can um, put all that energy into that month. I mean, you could donate during the holidays, too. I mean, no one's knocking you there. If you could do yeah. both, do both. But picking a later month would be a great way to help the world around you by doing any way that you want, whether it's donating to a shelter, sending out cards of encouragement, or um, sitting outside and singing to people all day. It's your choice. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Um, and then I do. you said um, if you do this month, do another month, I want to say you can do another month. Um, I think a lot of times we think, oh, we can't do X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. You can. Now, you might not be able to give money. one hundred and ten 100% get that. Sometimes you just don't have it. But there's other things you can do. You just have to put it, you have to make it in yourself that you will do it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, at the end of every episode, every guest I have, um, they have about a sentence or so to talk about um, what they want made known. Something that kind of sort of summarizes. I mean, this episode we kind of went on a few tangents here and there, but that's okay. That's that's what life's about. Um, and um, talk about what you want made known. Like something from this um, episode, or something like in life. Something that's really important that you want made known. And now, Aaron, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Got this. All right. So remember that your mental health is just as important as your spiritual and physical health. So don't be ashamed to do what you have to do to improve in that area. And we are on this great big earth together as one group. It doesn't matter what race you are, what gender you are, what ethnicity, religion you follow. We're all here together, so we should all help each other out in any way that we can. Done. (laughs) Magnificent. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much um, for listening. I will leave all of um, Erin's contact information in the description um, and all over my social medias as well and on the blog and everywhere possible so you can be able to participate in all of this. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest. Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I would like to continue this conversation on Instagram and Facebook, so make sure you're following Make It Known with Mal on Instagram and you like Make It Known with Mal on Facebook. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. Also, subscribe to Life Is Mal Pow on YouTube. Follow at Life Is Mal Pow on Instagram, and you can even follow my jewelry store at Shop the Pink Girls and my travel blog at Wanderlust and in Carpe Diem. If you would like to support, consider becoming a Patreon. The link will be in the description. Also, I have really cute merch, and that link will be in the description as well. Okay, my peeps. have a blessed rest of your day.